This podcast is provided for general information and for general information purposes only and does not replace your financial, tax, legal or finance product advice. Hello everyone and welcome to The Female Investor, your chance to listen to two of Australia's leading property experts talking about all things property, buying, finance, strategy and lots more. Kate Hill and Nicola McDougall are the authors of the book, The Female Investor, Creating Wealth, Security and Freedom Through Property. Kate is an award-winning property mentor and coach, a qualified property investment advisor and founder of buyer's agency, Advisable. And she's a successful property investor herself. Nicola is an award-winning and prolific property journalist. She has been involved in property research, analysis and reporting for 15 years. And she is also a successful property investor herself. Property investment is one of the simplest, safest and preferred ways for women to create financial freedom. And with the right information to make an educated and informed decision, this can be achieved. If you know a woman who is concerned about her financial future, or maybe that's you, If you're keen to improve your chances of creating an income for life, then this is your place to learn, be inspired and motivated. Along with some special guests, Kate and Nicola will be offering genuine practical news and tips to women of any age to stake your claim on the property market. So come on ladies, stay tuned and let's do this together. Hello, lovely ladies out there. How are you all doing? I'm Kate, and I am going to be doing lots and lots of strategy sessions with you over the coming months, years, decades, who knows, about all things property. I am a qualified property investment advisor. I'm a buyer's agent. I've been doing this for years, and I'm really keen to share tips and hints and strategies with you about all things buying, owning, and investing in property. So stay tuned. Today, I want to cover off on what we are going to call strategies for beginner investors. Now, this is relevant, not just for somebody who is buying their very, very first property, but somebody who is on the beginning of their journey buying the next investment property. Okay, so you might have made all sorts of new resolutions. You might do this at the beginning of the year. You might do it at Easter, whenever that is. If you are considering investing in property for the very first time, there are a number of questions and considerations that can be a really, really useful way to begin getting yourself organized as a beginner investor. There is a lot of serious work to consider because the route to being a successful property investor starts well before the purchase of that first property. No surprises there. And it continues usually for many, many years to come. It's a real learning curve. So recognizing the right questions to ask yourself can really speed up the process and ultimately, I assure you, determine the success of you as an investor. Most property investors are looking to maximize capital growth. Again, no surprises there. But they're also looking to maximize rental values and maybe even development potential in a property. But there are lots and lots of metrics 
to consider so that you can figure out the most appropriate and the best route to your desired outcome. And like I say, perhaps minimize the time that it takes you to get there. So as a beginner investor, what are some of these key considerations? Well, you want to get clear on your motives. Why do you want to invest in property? It seems like a really basic question, right? But you do need to think about this. Is it a home for you and your family? Is it an investment for your future? Do you want to buy in a particular area because of personal or local friends? Or are you purely looking to maximize the return at the end of the day? It's just about the numbers for you. The reason why you're doing this is really, really important to be clear on because there are so many ups and downs and you need a really strong and clear reason to keep you going through all of this. There's going to be good times. There's going to be less good times. And trust me, when the going gets rough, you need to know why you're doing this. (laughs) You'll need something to remind you why you're putting yourself through this, why you're having to repair all this stuff. You know, things like I say, things are going to happen. You need to know your reason why. Bit of a cliche, write it down, stick it on the fridge. Remember, do a spreadsheet. You're going to hear me say this a thousand times. There is nothing in life that cannot be solved without a great spreadsheet. (laughs) So do some spreadsheet work. Do the sums on why and how this property is going to perform for you. And you need to see in 10, 15 years time, what is the property likely to be worth? What kind of rent is it going to be fetching you? Why are you doing this? Look at your end goal and keep it up and obvious so that, like I say, it keeps you going through the ups and downs. Be clear about risk and opportunity cost. So what do I mean by that? So there is really no silver bullet to success in any field, no matter how many spruikers tell you this. Most successful investors have a very well thought through plan. Brings me back to that spreadsheet I was just talking about along with short, medium and longer term goals, even potentially including your entry and exit points. Just roughly, it's not an exact science when you're just starting out. But the opportunity cost really is everything else that you could be doing instead of this particular investment, even if it's not property, right? But opportunity cost is, like I say, it's everything else that you could be doing with this particular money or your time, etc. What you could be doing with the deposit money, for example. Now, if you prefer to spend it traveling the world or buying shares, then focus on what your hopes and dreams and goals are. Ultimately, what you want and how you want to go about achieving that. Most successful investors will start off small and work their way up and manage the numbers and the risks by working with industry professionals, such as the right accountants, an experienced property advisor, competent mortgage broker, and a property manager or a buyer's agent. Think next about the fact that growth is rarely constant or consistent. Sort of the same thing, right? But very slightly different. You've got to be prepared, like I said, the ups and downs of market cycles. There aren't just ups and downs when it comes to how your tenants are behaving or the kind of repairs that you have to do to your property. There are also going to be ups and downs in market cycles 
whether that be in property in general or in the economy as a whole, in the country that you live in, in the world, right? We've got things that affect the global economy. Property prices rise and fall and interest rates do too. <laughs> We've had a real period of very, very low interest rates across the world and many of the nations across the world. And of course, interest rates can really affect your monthly repayments. It's the single biggest expense that most property investors have. So be aware of this so that you don't stumble at that hurdle or that you get put off by what we would consider normal market cycles. Be prepared to stick it out. A property cycle typically and historically takes between seven to 10 years. That is a very, very loose figure. Lovely ladies out there. It can be a lot shorter. Depends on your timing. With this in mind, consider where the market is in this particular cycle, wherever you live. What are the right charts and what do qualified advisors say about the best areas to invest in. And I don't mean your mate at a barbecue, at the wine tasting. I mean a qualified advisor. You're going to be spending hundreds of thousands of dollars, pounds, euros, whatever it is. So getting professional advice, I'm going to come back to this probably a lot more later. Getting professional advice is crucial. Compare this to what your research tells you. You've got to be careful not to fall into some of those common traps and mistakes that investors make, such as buying in areas they like personally, rather than those with the growth drivers that will suggest a stronger return. Think also about how sensitive to risk you are. I'm probably going to do a whole separate podcast on this because it is important. I know it sounds a bit dull, but trust me. You need to think about this stuff and you do need to give it some time to consider all those things. So can you afford an investment property? Again, that might seem obvious. Well, I wouldn't be listening if I could, Kate, but maybe you are just getting ready for it. And when I say can you afford an investment property, it's not just the purchase price. What happens when interest rates go up? So I'm talking about your expenses. What happens if you lose your job? Can you still afford to hold that property? How safe and secure is your income and your capacity to pay off the loan over at least the next 10, 20, 30 years? How common are tenant delinquencies in the area that you're buying in? Work with a really good property manager who can help you secure reliable tenants who are more likely to keep paying the rent so that when life throws these curveballs at you, it doesn't throw everything into disarray, right? You need to know these things before you start investing and you need to have that plan and you need to do that risk profiling. Create a budget to live within your means. Now, this isn't just while you're paying your deposit. It's really, really relevant for the entire time that you own your property. We all need to allow for change for a rainy day and for unexpected things that can go wrong, like I said, when life is going to throw all those curveballs at you. It is essential to make a full budget. Hey, I'm going to bring in the spreadsheet again with all of your earnings and your expenses. Talk with your financial advisors to help you consider the costs involved with investing and how you will repay them 
and hold the property over a long period of time so that you are confidently able to grow your investment, build equity and allow yourself the opportunity to leverage into more property. That is what's going to create real financial freedom for you. Purchase with a buy and hold strategy. Now, this is really, really important for all beginner investors. Everyone is different, of course, but your first property investment shouldn't normally be a really high risk investment. For many, that first property investment could be our first home. So while it's not income producing, it is still an asset that will grow in value, right? And it can provide the experience and the stability to test, investigate and perhaps update and renovate to get your hand in and get used to that whole process. But buying with that buy and hold strategy literally means buy it and hold on to it for a long time. It's not ripping it down and developing it. It's not renovating it. Cosmetic renovations are, of course, a little bit different. But essentially, buy and hold is something what we would say like a bread and butter property strategy. There's nothing special about it. You buy it, you hang on to it for a long time. That is typically how beginner investors start out. Think about the supply and demand perspective. Now, I would recommend that you be as broad as you can when considering locations. Being open to a wide ranging approach, it's going to offer you a lot more opportunity than just focusing on one area or city. And be careful of just investing in where you live just because you know the area. This can be really, really dangerous, actually. And if it's a more expensive location than you can actually afford, then this can stop you from investing sooner rather than later because you're having to save more money to invest here because you think it's a good area or because you know the area or so you think. And trust me, knowing an area um, and where all the good cafes and the bus stops are does not make it necessarily a good investment area, right? that location that you live in might not be great as an investment. Consider key things in an area like infrastructure, roads, schools, universities, hospitals, transport options. Are any of these being planned or opened? And think about areas with a growing population. What are the pros and cons of each of these? And what are the best investment types in your evolving list of areas of interest. Now, we talk about this a lot in our book, The Female Investor. So make sure you grab a copy of that because there's chapters and pages and pages of lists and things that you need to look out for in that book. Identify what we would call vested interests, right? It's a bit of a word of warning. It sounds a bit dull, but I have to do it, ladies. There is no shortage of sprukers and salespeople on the market who are selling property in sometimes really sophisticated and very captivating ways. They are skilled salespeople and they can make the dodgiest area sound fantastic with all sorts of color brochures and fancy looking spreadsheets. Be very, very careful to check the key figures with your investment plan. Consider the most important data and analyze opportunities you are interested in. Always look at how these people are being paid. They are being paid to sell you something. They are not advising you and they are certainly not risk profiling you. And This is where the right questions, advice and information becomes your absolute greatest assets and it can make or save you real money at the end of the day. So, 
ladies, like I say, these are just some of the questions to just start asking yourselves as a beginner investor. And to be fair, even if you are a little bit more experienced, I still think it's really, really important to keep checking in with yourself. Ask yourselves these questions every time you are ready to invest in property, even if it's your fifth property. Keep thinking about what is my risk profile? What are you trying to achieve? Is this the right thing for me? And what is the right thing for me? And speak to your trusted advisors. I'm going to do lots more strategy sessions with you soon. Keep those emails coming in, ladies. We absolutely love it. And I will talk to you all again really soon. Stay tuned for all your latest property news. Okay, getting straight on with it. Rising prices have not put buyers off in 2022, but many are rethinking where they will buy. A buyer barometer survey reveals home buyers and investors are optimistic. They say that the study highlights the sheer resilience of the property market. When it comes to a fear of missing out, buyers are evenly split with 48% afraid they'll miss the boat in 2022, but an optimistic 52% believing they can still get a foot on the property ladder. The results show that investors will be more dominant in 22, with 49% planning to buy an investment property. Australians feel safe and are willing to pay a little bit more because they feel conditions aren't going to change. Many investors are phasing out of the cities of Sydney and Melbourne. They're buying something in the other states or regionals around $500 to $600,000 and renting it for four to $450 a week. Now, despite the constant media speculation that interest rates are set to rise this year, it is not inevitable in 2022, according to the Reserve Bank of Australia. The deputy governor told a Senate hearing that while a rate rise is possible this year, people should not start to think it is inevitable, despite speculation building following strong inflation figures and a drop in the unemployment rate. These statements echo similar comments made last week by RBA Governor Philip Lowe. Whether or not the official interest rate rises will depend on how a number of things evolve. The RBA and Treasury are predicting a 50-year low jobless rate of below 4% later this year. Unemployment hit a 13-year low of 4.2% in December. Economists believe the next lot of jobs data will show that unemployment has dropped further despite the disruptions caused by the COVID-19 Omicron variant to the economy. The NAB says variable mortgage interest rates may rise later this year, but their customers are mostly well positioned to cope. Speaking to the ABC, the NAB chief executive says that his impression is that the Reserve Bank is in no rush to lift the official interest rate. He says, however, that many banks have already increased their interest rates on fixed rate mortgages and that the cheapest interest rates that were on offer a year ago for fixed loans have already disappeared. But a review of NAB borrowers show that three quarters of them are well ahead on their home loan repayments. Most customers have a buffer in that they have been overpaying on their mortgages, he says. They've been paying more against their principal than they would have normally. NAB's own loan book shows that at least 70% of customers are well in advance of their repayments. 
And then we have the ANZ who have lifted their price predictions for capital cities in 2022, including revising forecasts for Brisbane to almost double what they had previously expected. The bank has lifted its house price forecast for Brisbane from 7% to 16% this year and increased its forecast for the Adelaide market almost fourfold to 11%. ANZ says that Brisbane's property price growth will be strongly buoyed by interstate migration. The bank upgraded its forecast for Sydney's house price growth by three percentage points to 9% and Canberra's by five percentage points to 9%. It expects Hobart prices to increase to 9%. The bank has retained its forecast for Perth and Darwin at 3%, while it predicts Melbourne will rise by 5%. An ANZ senior economist says the forecast reflects stronger than expected market conditions. We have lifted our price forecast for this year to reflect the stronger market momentum coming into 2022 that they say. Okay, all you lovely ladies out there, that is it for this episode. We hope you enjoyed it and we hope that you found it super useful. You can email us with any questions that you have at info at thefemaleinvestor.com.au. Don't forget to pick up a copy of our book. You can go to your local bookstore or you can order it online on Amazon or Booktopia for those of you lovely ladies here in Australia. And head to thefemaleinvestor.com.au anyway, where you can click on the links. You can find loads of resources on investing, property news, hints, tips, and videos. It's awesome. We will be with you all again really, really soon. Stay safe and well, everyone. And bye for now.